Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Locked on Flames. I'm your host, Jess Belmosto. The Flames shut out the Ottawa Senators after a miserable game against the Toronto Maple Leafs. But what's past is past, and now we move forward. Weekend recap is right up ahead. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. It's Jess Belmosto here, and I'm so happy to be back with you today. Uh, the Flames seemed to have uh, jumped back on the wagon, and we are here to celebrate their success. And the first big success that we must talk about is our question that was answered after last week. Will Matthew and Brady stretch together at center ice pregame? They did. They did. And uh, it was quite heartwarming to see. And uh, Matthew was asked about it after the game. And he said, it was the first time I saw him with the C, but he knows who's the captain back home. It's probably my mom, actually. So, uh, you know, Chantel is always uh, running running the show back home. And you know, she's got three kids. Can't forget about Taryn Kachuk. Love her to pieces. But it must be very, very chaotic in that Kachuk household. I can only imagine how high energy they were growing up. And <laughs> raising two boys is hard enough. But then you throw a little sister into the mix. And I can only imagine how chaotic it is. But in other chaotic news, Dan Vladar uh, had seven, uh, sorry, 27 saves on Saturday, earning him his first career shutout. And, uh, you know, I think that that is fantastic. I think that that's huge. Uh, you know, obviously, this trade is looking like a steal right now. That third round draft picked uh, to Boston for Vladar is. It's paying off, and uh, it's really nice to see a healthy goaltending tandem. And Vladar was asked about uh, getting his second, like, back-to-back start or, uh, yes, on a second straight start, and he goes, Surprised? It's my job to be ready for every single game. I was trying to enjoy it and give our team a chance to win. I think it was a great team effort and can't get too high from here we have another big game in two days which is the game tomorrow against flyers and we've got to keep it rolling so i know i said that this game was saturday i lied it was sunday and uh as we know the ottawa senators have now postponed games because they are so depleted from covid that uh the league has finally stepped in and been like okay we're gonna you know, take a deep breath here and let you postpone some games. Also, do you? Re- I just realized how much yellow is in this frame. Got my yellow sweatshirt, my uh, sunflowers, my fake sunflowers, and then my boyfriend's sweatshirt on the desk. <laughs> oh boy, um, do you think I like yellow or something? But it was Mangiapane, Kuchuk, Lindholm, and Zadorov on the score sheet Sunday afternoon. And let's check in with the point leaders for the team. Elias Lindholm is sitting pretty with 16, and Johnny Gaudreau is there right behind him with 15. 
one thing I have noticed since uh, really the last three seasons, I'll call it two and a half seasons, okay, of covering this team, is that Johnny and Lindholm go, like they're always neck and neck for uh, point leaders. I think the first few weeks I covered the team, Johnny was not close. I think it was actually Matthew Kachuk who closed out the 2019-2020 regular season as the Flames point leader, but Lindholm really wasn't that far behind him. And I know last year, um, at one point they were tied, and I think Lindholm just edged him out right at the end. But I think it's great to see them you know, finally on the same line and not, I don't want to say working against each other because you're not working against each other, but it's easy to build off of that momentum and to keep success going. And of course, we have to talk about another point leader, or sorry, not a point leader, uh, a milestone for points. And that's Oliver Shillington. Oliver Shillington now has a career high 10 points. And He had a goal, a beauty of a goal against Toronto, and holy cannoli, I just, I watched that like four times. I just kept rewinding it. I was like, oh my god, (laughs) that was this beautiful goal, and you don't really, you don't expect that from a defenseman, you know? At least, you know, he's not out there being Bobby Orr, you know? But just absolutely something to keep an eye on there, and things are cruising along for this team. You know, people were starting to stress out because they were losing multiple games in a row, and that happens. Okay, like, it is not sustainable to win 82 games. As Brett Ritchie once said, you go out there and you want to win 83, you want to go 83-0, and 0, but I guess now we'll go 82-1 and 1, or something along those lines. Yes, Brett Ritchie is bad at math. <laughs> uh, also he is still on the uh ir so with that dealing with that lower body injury so sending him uh lots of warm and well wishes from us at locked on flames but you know like i said i'm just cruising along uh they play philly tomorrow buffalo thursday and then they have a game saturday that I'm currently blanking who it's against. And then they played the Bruins on Sunday. And <laughs> who will be at that game? Who who could possibly be at that game? Me. I'll be there. So you guys know that I will be uh, rooting for the Flames. I, honestly, I hope both teams have fun. I do. I will be happy regardless. But uh, at the end of the day, I am... I'm very happy for the Calgary Flames, (laughs) and it's actually really funny because my boyfriend, I told him, I was like, yeah, I kind of want to watch the Flames, like, I want to go on the Flames side for warm-ups, he's like, you're such a homer, you're such a homer, you shouldn't root for the team you cover, this is a fun team, I like them, and he's only giving me a hard time, but I just think he's shocked because I'm a diehard Bruins fan, but coming up next, we are absolutely going to talk about Things to make uh, these wins a little more uh, popular. Not popular. Uh, Cohesive. Oh my, I don't know how I got popular. Cohesive and what the team needs to work on in order to get through a full 60 minutes of NHL hockey. But first, let's talk about DirecTV. Are you someone who has multiple devices for everything? You've got... 
your phone for, you know, watching your favorite true crime. You got your TV for the live game. You got your iPad or tablet for the highlights and your kids tablet for for whatever they want to watch. What, what do kids watch? Paw Patrol, Guppies, Bubble Guppies. I don't know what they're watching these days. But um, DirecTV has a way to get everything you need all in one place. So you are not stressing out about passwords for this device, passwords for that service. And you're not all over the place. It's all in one spot. And that is called DirecTV Stream. Head on over to directtv.com today to find out more about this offer. Um, You know, I'm someone who cannot, like, change the HDMI on my television. So when I saw this, I was like, oh, everything in one place? This is something I need because I can't keep bouncing back and forth. And it's one less thing I have to stress out about. So head on over to directtv.com today. Find out more about Direct TV Stream and sign up because there's no contract. Easy as pie. Locked on Flames continues. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto. It's right there on the screen if you're watching on YouTube. One thing that I think this team has improved on. I, I Let's start with the positive here, okay? Because I don't want to just, like, harp on the negatives. This team has been very, very successful in terms of dumping the dump and chase. I think that that is something that they left behind and Daryl Sutter has tried to avoid using and integrating into his system as much as possible. Okay, I'm going to be entirely honest. I had never seen hockey played like that before when it was just constantly dumping and chasing and I it just wasn't very effective. I mean, it can, it can be effective, don't get me wrong, but, you know, the more predictable you become, the easier it is for your opponent to read you. So I think the Flames stepping up their game and playing a much tighter game of hockey there uh, really benefits them. And their shooting isn't... Okay, let's rewind. We're going to go back to the to like the criticism here but the main takeaways is the full 60 you that is i've never played hockey um quite honestly i'm I'm too clumsy and i didn't like running on soccer so i don't think i would have liked skating but i feel like one of the first things they're gonna tell you is you need to learn to play a full 60 minutes of hockey right that that's how that works right (laughs) um but it's just it's very hard to watch them like have a solid first period come out guns bl- guns are blazing in the second and then the third period just kind of <clears throat> themselves you know like they're not that they used all the gas in the tank for the second period and I feel like just a couple weeks ago we were talking about how they needed more gas for the second period, but now we're like, whoa, pump the brakes just a little bit, uh, tone it down, and I am so impressed with how this team has been playing, and I I do not want that to get lost in the message because I think that this is a significant improvement from where they had been. However, 
if them playing at 80% in the second period means a stronger third frame, so be it. You know, I'm not saying go back to just la la la, skipping through the fields your way through the second, but you know, play a play a strong 20 minutes, but just don't crank it up all the way like they're doing. Or if they're doing that, do it in strides, in waves. Uh, you know, that way I, that feels like a little bit more sustainable to me. But I am not a hockey coach. Uh, quite honestly, I, I, I could probably coach a hockey team. I mean, it's it, maybe like a, a youth hockey team. Obviously not at the NHL level. But I feel like I watch enough hockey to know. What might be effective? I don't know. Honestly, I probably couldn't because I'd probably like get so upset and I, I would be kind of mean to the other coach and and the parents. I, I'm completely kidding, you guys. I, I I'm a non-confrontational person. But anyways, back on track here. Ever since the Sharks game, I have been watching the second period a little differently. Because it's a lot easier to watch when there is a level of entertainment, excitement, potential there. And unfortunately, we weren't really seeing that up until the game against the Sharks. And yes, the Flames did lose against the Sharks, but they were relentless when it came to shooting the puck. I couldn't find the stats. This is such a specific stat. Um, I don't know if I could find it anywhere without me having to do math. Um, but they, I, I was wondering to see how many shots they had taken um, in the second period since that game. And, you know, obviously how many goals they had scored as well. Because something I felt like in the Sharks game and in the Montreal game was that they weren't shooting the, or they weren't, the accuracy wasn't there. It was, um, you know, just kind of shooting it with effort, but just not finishing it. Excuse me. And, uh, <coughs> excuse me. I would like to believe that they are, Sorry, I just need to take a sip of water. Uh, the, they're going to work on cleaning that up. I think that it's very uh, obvious that they need to work on that. But at the same time, like, them shooting the puck, I feel like last season there no one had confidence to shoot the puck. For God's sakes, I felt like I was, like, the only way they'd shoot the puck is if you, like, threaten them. But this year, you know, they're really doing it. They are firing it off their sticks. Sometimes it is a little, you know, overpassed and whatnot, but it is what it is. Something else that um, I, I, I hate being so negative, you guys. I don't want you to think this is just like a crapping on Calgary podcast. But one big thing that I did notice against Montreal and Toronto was how messy their game gets in front of the net sometimes. And I know that you can't, you know blow the whistle when the puck is loose, but it becomes a little, you know, on, I, I get a little on edge when I'm sitting there and, um, you know, the puck is loose, but you got your goalie, like, spread out. You got people, like, pig piling on each other. It just 
makes me nervous. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think that we have seen a very clear um, improvement. That's that's the word I'm looking for, improvement on their play. And I would really like to see something like, you know, a, a little bit of a cleaner game against Philly on Tuesday. And when I say clean, I don't mean, you know, staying out of the penalty box and not throwing hits and things like that. I'm talking about, like, everything we addressed. <laughs> Shooting the puck and actually scoring. Um, avoiding pig piling on goalies uh, or cross-checking people in the throat because that is not what you want. And I just, I think that this team has potential to maybe sweep these next few, I don't want to say sweep, but they'll have a successful second half of this road trip. It's a seven game road trip and they're about, I can't do math. I was going to say like three quarters of the way done, but that's not, that's not true at all. (laughs) So, you know, we'll have to just see how the game against Philly and Buffalo goes and then know they got the two this weekend so fingers crossed fingers crossed and you know what i will need to get me through built bar built bar is a delicious tasting protein bar protein bar that everyone needs in their lunchbox their desk their backpack wherever they go uh they have a fantastic selection of flavors that are out of this world, quite honestly, I'm a big fan of the raspberry or the cookie dough crunch, and I think that that is delicious and becoming a staple to my wonderful, wonderful food intake. And uh, if you too would like to stay satisfied and get through your day without getting hangry, head on over to built.com today. And use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off of your next order. And here is your daily reminder to subscribe to Locked on Flames wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, on YouTube. So, Walker Dooler made his NHL debut against the Ottawa Senators. And I thought that now would be a... Wonderful time to check in with the other prospects across the league. And I'm going off of the Future Watch update. And this is from Tori Peterson at CalgaryFlames.com. And in the OHL, Jack Beck is with the Ottawa 76... The Ottawa 67s with 17 points in 12 games. He is crushing it with 11 goals. Good for him. 11 goals in 12 games. That's a lot. (laughs) Rory Curran's is playing with the Sioux Greyhounds. He's got 24 points in 16 games. He is heavy on the assists with 15. And in the QMJHL, you got Cole Huckins. With 13 points in 16 games. Jeremy Poirier. Poirier? Poirier? With uh, the St. John Sea Dogs. And this is a defenseman, by the way. I just feel the need to note that when I list this statistic off. 
He has 17 points in 17 games. Yes, you heard that correctly. Five goals, 12 assists, all in 17 games. And Ryan Francis has three goals, four assists in six games. So he's doing he's doing pretty great. Uh, also, you we have Cameron Why Not. Yes, if you watch the draft, you know that that that, that is his real last name. Uh, he has eight points in fifteen games. In the WHL, Lucas Siana is with the Seattle Thunderbirds with six points in twelve games. And Cole Jordan uh, is a defenseman with the Moose Jaw Warriors sitting with uh, no points in two games. Goaltender Arseny Sergeev Sergeev with the USHL is 8-1-0 with a 1.22 goals against average and a .95 save percentage. That that that's unreal. <laughs> and then you've got Ilya Nikolayev. I'm sorry. Um with 11 points in 11 games and here we have one of my favorites. Um <laughs> the NCAA Matthew Coronado with the Hartford Hartford Hard, Harvard Crimson has 3 goals and 5 assists. Eight points in seven games. We've got Demetrios Kumanatsis. I'm sorry. Um, with four points in 12 games. Josh Nodler with nine points in 12 games. Um, that's incredible. Holy cannoli. And in Sweden, you have William Stromgren, who is a left winger with... 18 points in 20 games. And Emil Hyman, who was the draft, or sorry, the prospect that they got in the Sam Bennett trade from Florida, has six points in 18 games. So, you know, things are looking pretty, pretty good for some of these Flames prospects. Um, you know, there's always room to grow. And I think that's that's one of the most exciting things about prospects is watching them develop and work, like climb the ladder. And I am working on an article about um, the NCAA to NHL pipeline that I've been sitting on for quite literally three or four years. Like, this is one of the articles I wanted to write when I first started writing. And I'm so glad I didn't because I wouldn't know how to execute it. And uh, quite honestly, I still am not entirely sure how to execute it. But you'll see that coming from me eventually. <sighs> Thank you all so much for tuning in to Locked on Flames again today. I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and I will see you next time.